say you were predicting. I feel like this episode led towards that more than anything else. Okay, so a thanks for things. that. Um, Woo! Hold on, I gotta break in real quick. Prince is at the line shooting two free throws to go up three. March Madness, baby! <laughs> Lord. Sorry, your priorities are. Um, three men who also happen to be best friends as well as a bunch of complete movie nerds are on a mission to save the world with a podcast that really honestly doesn't help with or solve any of the world's problems whatsoever. Sorry. Please grab your bowl of popcorn and your sugar-free beverage. Get to your seats, sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of All Screens and Sizes. Welcome back to episode five of All Screens and Sizes, as we are here to talk about episode three of The Mandalorian from season three, The Convert. Directed by Lee Isaac Chung, a first-time director for the series. And here comes Jordy with the summary of this episode before we get into our feelings and thoughts about it. Yes, sir, Phil. Thank you for that. We are indeed back for Mandalorian Season 3, Episode 3, The Convert. And we are diving right in. We picked right up where we left off with our previous episode, just after Bo-Katan saved Din Djarin from the living waters of Mandalore. She is still absolutely shocked after what she just witnessed underneath, while Grogu is tending to his shaken father. Interestingly though, she decides to not share her mythosaur sighting with Din, making us all wonder if she did this for selfish reasons, or for Din's sake. Upon returning to Kalevala, an intense and incredibly entertaining dogfight ensues between our heroes and a large group of TIE Interceptors. We don't know where they came from exactly, but we are treated to some amazing airborne maneuvers. However, our heroes are simply outgunned as they are forced to flee the scene, but not before Bo-Katan has to witness her home being destroyed once again. But then the episode completely shifts gears as we are transported to a post-Return of the Jedi Coruscant, where we catch up with Dr. Pershing as he has now entered the New Republic's Amnesty Program. The Amnesty Program is designed to rehabilitate former Imperial war criminals for the benefit of the New Republic, which is kind of comparable to how in post-World War II, America was, was recruiting ex-Nazi scientists to develop technology during the Cold War. Dr. Pershing is invited for a drink back at Amnesty Housing where we are introduced to some other former Imperials and, most notably, to Aliyah Kane, played by Katie O'Brien. Kane wins over Dr. Pershing with some old Imperial travel biscuits that he reminisced about with other formal periods, and their friendship and trust grows. As time goes on, Dr. Pershing can't help but grow frustrated with the work the New Republic has him doing, while he knows how close he was to a gigantic breakthrough in his research on cloning, a breakthrough that could help so many people. As Kane gains his trust, she eventually urges him to continue his research even if it means breaking New Republic law. They even go so far as to break into a scrapped Star Destroyer to steal lab equipment, only for Kane to betray Pershing and turn him over to the New Republic security forces. After being double-crossed and turned in by Lia Kane, he's taken to a lab 
where he is strapped down for an Imperial Mind Flayer that is used by the New Republic at a low dose to soothe the transition for Embassy officers. Elia Kane watches on and, after everyone else leaves, turns up the dosage of the machine to Empire levels of the Mind Flayer, showing her true evil colors. Then, as a nice conclusion to the episode, we meet back up with Din, Bo, and Grogu as they reach the Mandalorian Culvert. Din is excited to finally prove his redemption, while Bo seems a bit less thrilled to be there. According to the Armorer, not only Din is redeemed, but Bo is now also accepted by the Covert. We'll have to see what happens in the future, how Bo actually feels about staying with the Children of the Watch, and how her own Mandalorian allies will all play a part into this plot down the line. Roll the credits for Season 3, Episode 3 of The Mandalorian. Thanks for the recap, Jordy, for that. Uh, just yeah, You're this, welcome. You did a great job. I'm so thankful that you did that for us. Uh, so before we get to our feelings, our thoughts, I would like to say and apologize to the listeners from last week. My sound was not that good, and I... Just want to remind you, I'm in the middle of a move, so things are a little chaotic over here for me. But I think we'll be good by next week. We'll be a little Phil, more Phil, you sound, you sound fantastic today. Well, I'm well, just thank so you. splendid. So I just want the, the listeners to know that I'm still in the middle of a move here. Uh, but what about you, Jordy? Before we give our thoughts and feelings, and Nick, how are y'all feeling before we we get into hating each other about this episode? Well, I'm very happy to be back with everybody. Happens. New Mandalorian is always a positive. It's always exciting. Uh, everything else is good. We got March Madness going on, which is exciting. We've got the Oscars last weekend, which was quite fun as well. I'm really happy about everything, everywhere, all at once, cleaning up. But other than that, really happy to be back and discussing some Star Wars with you boys. We got a lot of fun stuff releasing too. We got new Ted Lasso. We got the season finale of Last of Us. Some awesome movies. John Wick Four, supposedly this amazing action flick. I haven't seen it yet, but. Yeah, there's a lot of fun stuff to watch and to do and to see, and, and you know, that's excited. But obviously, this pod, we're talking about the bread and butter of entertainment, Star Wars, baby. And I'm really, really, really excited to and, and interested to, to hear what you guys have to think about this episode of Mandalorian. Because <laughs> I, I have some thoughts. Let's put it that way. Well, who wants to go first? Who wants to spill the spill their feelings? All right, guys. Well, I think Nick should go first. Nikki. It started off right where we left off, and that's exactly where I wanted to be. Back in the minds of Mandalore, and Bo-Katan kept her lips sealed there about the Mythosaur, which was quite interesting to me. And we, and then from that point on. The stakes get raised again. We've got an amazing star fighting scene and sequence. And that was really freaking awesome. And I love that whole aspect of it. We get to see some TIE fighters in action. Where did they come from? We don't know. But <laughs> but that was awesome. We got some great maneuvers. Mandalorian. Or, oh. or Din was just, just pulling out some crazy stops. Amazing action sequences. That was some of the and best the star fighting break. stuff. Yeah, the hand. Oh, break, hold on, hold on. I'm going to stop you right Don't go any further. Did anyone catch the homage? Did anyone Talking catch it? When he came straight yeah, 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 yeah. What is that? What is that? <laughs> if anyone didn't catch it, and I'm guessing these guys did, the only thing missing was a nice moon, but that was straight from Batman 89 when they go... 
Was that D9 when he uses that? Or he is land, it he lands right in front of the moon. Yeah, we yeah. a beautiful bat signal. He turns, flips right back down. Oh, it was so pretty. It was a nice thing. It was beautiful. Gorgeous. What a maneuver. We just saw a bunch of great maneuvers. Gorgeous. Bo was whipping her, whipping her ship around, too. Yeah. She likes to whip her ship. And anyways, but then, wow, we changed directions drastically after the the fight or the the chase sequence, the, the flying sequence. And I was shocked to get, what, roughly 45 minutes of with Dr. Pershing after that. And... I did not expect that. We, we've been accustomed to some side missions with the Mandalorian in the past. And while we didn't necessarily get that with Mando and Grogu, we get a little bit of a side story with Dr. Pershing, which I can really appreciate. I think it took a page out of Andor's book and sort of showed us the behind the scenes and how, you know, the, the New Republic is not functioning quite as well as we might hope they would after the fall of the Empire. And I think it was important that we saw that. It was interesting that we saw that. Now, taking a full episode of The Mandalorian, we came off a great episode with Din and Bo and revealing of the Mythosaur and the Darksaber and all these questions that we wanted answered. And then we completely shift gears and head to about 45 minutes of Dr. Pershing and an entire episode dedicated to this. And while I appreciate it and I appreciate where we are kind of illuminating how the New Republic might not function the way that we might want it to after the fall of the Empire. Uh, so I, do, I did appreciate that, but I can't say that I necessarily wanted an entire episode of The Mandalorian dedicated to that, which was a bit disappointing. Nick, I appreciate your appreciation. And in my appreciation for your appreciation, let me just be honest. I don't give a damn about Dr. Pershing and anything he stands for. <laughs> wow. And I don't want this in my Mandalorian show. Ah! They, they, they book a Boba Fett us, book a Boba Fett at us in the worst way possible. People wanted a Boba Fett show. We got two episodes of Mandalorian that stole the show. And this, this, Dr. Penn Pershing just stole the show in the most negative way possible for this Mandalorian's episode, especially coming off episode uh, last week. I just don't give a damn. I don't care for him. I don't care that he got crossed over. I haven't forgotten what he did last season to my to our boy Grogu, taking his blood, trying to trying to get get him get him. <laughs> I, I haven't forgotten, motherfucker. I don't care. <laughs> You deserve everything you got coming for you. I don't care that you're all the sweetheart talking to giving your speeches, all that stuff. Well, he got it. He got what he deserved. His he got his mind flayed. <laughs> Fla flared. Flared. We're talking about go full stranger things on us. It's a trap. But Jordy, I can I, I agree with you that I don't care for Dr. Pershing himself, but he was just merely a vehicle to portray a meaningful a meaningful statement about how the New Republic is not functioning the way that we would want it to after the Empire. So it's not necessarily about Pershing. I don't give a damn leave, about Pershing either, but it was interesting to see that side of it. Leave that to the Andor side of Disney and Star Wars to take care of that because this is not the place to do that, and I don't think they did it in with the depth and the seriousness that they should have, in my opinion. We're talking about Mandalorian. We, in our thoughts and where we thought the show was going to go we're, we're expecting this whole mythosaur 
bathing in the living waters, redeeming himself to be the whole main thread of this whole season. This dude completed the quest in an episode and a half. The quest is over. Din Djarin came back to the Creed, said, hey, hey, oh, fellas, I bathed in the living waters. They're like, nah, you're full of shit. No, no, I really did it. Nah, nah, we don't believe you. Pull up the water to, to the armor, pull in. All right, I guess you're good now. All right, dapped him up, tapped his shoulder, and we're done with that whole part now. So on the, on the one hand, I'm like, damn, we could have stretched it out and maybe make it a little more special. I don't know, do more with it. On the other hand, it gets me excited to see where the hell we're going to go next. But Right, keep you on know. your toes a little bit, Jordy. I don't want to be on my toes. I want to be slouched, comfortable, feeling good. <laughs> All right, Phil. Oh, what do you think, Phil? Uh, it okay. I like the episode. It's not a top episode. Obviously, the very beginning of it was Jordy so enlightened us in that summary that he did so good with. Uh, the opening was baller. All the ship stuff that you mentioned, Nick. The fight scenes, um, and then escaping off. I think it was very beautiful. I I cried. Um, when Bo-Katan was brought back in and was given the choice that, hey, you're still one of us until you leave. She didn't take her helmet off. She stood there. I could just feel like, I don't know, it just felt religious. Like she just needed them. Being a part she, of she realized yeah. that she needed them. Being at part that of point. a family She again, looks at the so. Mythosaur skull. She just saw a freaking Mythosaur. She's starting to believe again. The real She's deal. starting to believe again. So so I was all in. And then, and then, like you said, it just changed gears. Now, I am like the weirdest... I obviously is the weirdest of all show watchers. Some of my favorite episodes from some series is always that episode that just completely changes direction and tells a different story in the middle of the season. Like I'm just thinking of Walking Dead episodes. Um, that's the main one thing. You like the Fly Breaking episode Bad, too. The Fly. I love the Fly and Breaking Bad. Like episodes like that for whatever reason where everything just stops for a moment and another little thing happens. I'm into those. At the same time, it is. Like you said, Jordy, let Disney Plus handle it. It it seemed kind of weird doing this na- this story now, I guess, because of Doctor Pershing was a Mandalorian character all along. But then I also thought, are we going to have a whole series on this? I don't know if that would be entertaining enough. So I kind of get why you throw it in there. I don't care much for Doctor Pershing, but what I did care for was the world building of what the New Republic is like after the Empire, and showing all that again. When it came to The Last Jedi and they went to that whatever planet, the casino or whatever, and they showed that part of I was not a big fan of. But for this, I I enjoyed just seeing, like, the New Republic uh, and how they – and it made me mad. Like, the part where Dr. Pershing is giving his speech and he leaves, and then those people are like, how, oh, how did you survive? And we would, we're going to stay quiet. We don't want to be known. We don't want – like, th- those people made me mad. It just made me think of, like, current politics and stuff like that. Like, and I, And it made me think, like – through all the Skywalker saga and all Star Wars, I hate all the systems. The Empire sucked. The Jedi, their whole thing sucked. The characters we love the most are the ones who buck against the system. So I think this gave us another piece of the new system at play. And at some point, I think it ties back into like how the Mandalorians are going to live or whatever, and the, the galaxy they live in. There's a, there is a new order. Right. Like, well, there is going to well, be we, a new Yeah, order. that's what I was going to say. There, Sorry, Phil. Go ahead. The new Republic is the new in charge. So I, I like that this episode gave us piece that. Now, again, this was the longest that we've gotten, and they spent a lot of time doing it with the Dr. Pershing. So I don't know if it fit necessarily, but I did love them showing us what is out there now because we really don't know. Like, we jumped from the Empire straight to the Resistance. There's a lot of time in between. Like, who's in charge now? How does it feel? 
Um, so I did like that part of that being introduced into the Mandalorian. Right, right. We know we know that it, it fails. Like, we know that at some point the right, Republic yeah, fails, and we don't have an answer for why or how that happens. And I, th- right. I think it's interesting that we see like okay. The empire fell. Woohoo! Congratulations, right? Everybody's happy about that. But now what? Right. Now, now we get to see the world that comes after that, and we see how it's not that and, great either. And I don't know how much of Doctor Pershing is going to be like, because a lot of it was Mace. Like the whole time I'm watching it, but you guys, you're, I'm thinking like, oh, they're this lady's going to use him to do more clone. Like I knew she was up to no good from the start. Like she's putting him on this path. I'm like, is this going to tie into the Palpatine thing, or what's it going to happen? I don't even think that's part of it. I think what this is, um, sh- like, I don't know about you guys. Kane, her name was Ella Kane or whatever. I think, because they even mentioned it, Moff Gideon, there was the rumors of what he did. I think she's like a double agent, because at the end we saw her turn up or turn it down to make it ease up on him or whatever, and she looked like evil, I guess. I think this is a way that they're going to try to show, like, maybe she's a double agent. She's still working for Moff Gideon. She's getting back at him. And like you said, like, where do we go now, Mandalorian? We need a new conflict. I guess this opens the door maybe for Moff Gideon to return. So this is a piece of that. I mean, I don't know. Like, I really don't know. Um, like, if he escaped, like, that was the rumor he escaped or he didn't escape. I don't know. Um, so I don't th- I don't know if the Pershing thing goes any further other than this was just a way to show us that there's still parts sympathetic to the Empire still around, mm-hmm. double agents, whatever. Um, so I think that's what this episode sets up, I hope, because I really don't know what else to do after this guys when i say when i compare obviously people are going to compare this to andor right the more serious right. more political side of this do you guys understand or like kind of see where i'm coming at when i'm saying like oh yeah i don't disagree i just because i'm talking about the writing right. the tone everything like it seems like it's just like the the it's almost like two complete different different teams the mandalorian team and the android team and like mandalorian trying to pick this up and trying to run with it and i'm like Man, like it's such, it's actually, I understand it's a Mandalorian character, but it's actually really cool content and like a time uh, of Star Wars that I would love to explore. But to do it in, in the scale and the seriousness and the tone of an Andor type show, which I'm sure they might end up doing eventually, I don't know, but. Like that would I just felt like it would have fit so much better because I don't no, know if this is I, not the I right agree. So, time or place to, to right, tackle so such a big. That's thing. what I'm saying. They're gonna do a whole series on this. Now, wasn't a series canceled? The Cara Dune series wasn't yes. that. Yeah. Like I wonder if this was made to kind of feed into that. Now that that's gone, they had to plug it in what, somewhere. I don't, I don't and kind of plug it in here. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Because like again, I I agree. Like it seems like it just didn't fit. Um, and I'm trying to find the way it fits, but it, it seems like it didn't overall. I do have to, kind of. Slap myself on the head because I remember <laughs> in our quant- in our quantum mania breakdown, booty cheeks, our oh. booty cheeks episode. I gave a special shout out to KDM O'Brien for her incredible badass performance in Quantum Mania, and I said if we ever need a new Cara Dune casting, she was going to be the one. But I should have known she was in Mandalorian all along already in a different role, playing a Moff Gideon's Moff Gideon ship is Elia Kane. That was kind of a blunder by me. I apologize. So, we didn't catch so it when I was watching, I was like, no, I, so I was watching, I was like, wait a minute, she'd be a good Cara Dune. I was like, wait a minute, this is the person Jordy said would be Cara Dune. <laughs> I, when I watched it, I was like, wait a minute. Like, it caught me. I was laughing at it. It was funny because it was just, well, well hold on. Well, so, and again, it was just, I feel like this was a huge just building. It was just building the world more. Like, there was some cool stuff I thought, like, y'all, are y'all not hungry for some yellow biscuits like they look good the red like the packaging was phenomenal like they better be selling those at disney 
Like, why would you not want that? That's the only reason why they're in there. Galaxy's Edge is going to be handing those things out. <laughs> um, what else was there that we had? We got uh, the we got the uh, the we got Coruscant again, which was cool. We got Coruscant again, which was cool to see it for the first time since. I mean, like seeing the walk up the stairway to his meet, like where he's doing that little speech. I was like, well, this is cool. We get to see this again. I kept looking for Mace Windu hanging around corners. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, and I don't again because I'm nerdy like this. There was a shot in like in the show, and I'm always trying to make things more than it probably is. But you remember when they get on the train and they leave, and he looks one way and she looks the other way. She looks forward, he looks backward, and like at the time I don't know what's going on, but I'm like, look at him. He's looking back at Coruscant, kind of like what he's doing now. He's looking back at the life he had. Like, I did think they gave more meaning to Pershing and, like, how did he end up with the Empire? This is for his family. He was trying to do all this stuff. But here he is looking back at the progress he was trying to make. But here she was looking forward. And at the time, I'm thinking she's just looking forward because they're on the same path together, the train together. She's looking a different way because she's going to take advantage of this dude. And turns out I was right. She took advantage of this dude and got him up on a table in front of the Mon Calamari all exposed. That was kind of ironic that she was telling a Mon Calamari that it was a or that he was set up. It was a trap. <laughs> yeah, that was, it, I, that's, I was like, gosh, because I was already kind of, I don't want to say salty. Like I enjoyed it. It was just, it didn't do, it didn't bring anything new to, to, to the, to the knowledge or to, to the view I had of the new Republic or like anything. Like I know all the systems are messed up in star Wars. We kind of know how it's ended up. Like I was expecting at least to do something new with it. It was kind of cool to see, uh, you know these former empire people trying to be reintegrated into society and all that stuff. But I don't know. It just for especially in a Mandalorian show to have forty five minutes blocked out. That's a lot of time in a Mandalorian a lot, show. Right, so I was like, right. you better do something with it. And I just felt like they could have told this story more effectively or more hitting, like more I don't know, emotionally hitting or whatever it is. But I don't know. It was cool. Like the coolest things that. The things that I thought were the coolest are things that we already saw in Andor, like having the 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 the, the, the super rich politicians talking about uh, basically not even knowing the difference between the Empire or, or the New Republic, like just showing that part of it. It was new and fresh, like we did in Andor, but then again, like they're just trying to tell the same story again. Like what I was just looking for something, like some type of justification for why they were spending 45 minutes on telling this specific story. And obviously there still could be payoff later, but like right now I'm just not seeing it. I'm not smelling it. I don't know where it is. <laughs> just might as well just stick to Mando and Grogu well, and R5. And, and, and that's what I like. That's been my issue with Mandalorian through three seasons now is that some of the episodes don't, I don't think it's very well written. That's why I would say Andor is a completely way better show. It's way better written. Um, cause they do stuff like this. Um, where they change up the pace. My fear is, what do you guys think? Do you think our next episode continues from where that one ended? Or do you think we go back to Mando? Like, I would be... If we don't get a lot of Mando, Grogu, Bo-Katan, Mandalore stuff next episode, and we stick there a little bit longer, I will be a little disappointed. But right now, I'm fine with it. But I don't want them to stick with it. Well, just to tie in exactly with that and kind of add into that question, like I said in my little bit, the quest that we thought we were going on is already completed after three episodes, or at least the quest that I thought we were going to spend a lot of time on. 
like where the hell do we even go next for Din and and and, and Bo and and Decree? Like what 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 could possibly even happen next? Well, to there's gonna be something, Jordy. Gonna, I know, something. I know exactly. I know. I'm not saying there's not gonna be. It's no, nothing. It's what just is gonna, gonna be a black just Pershing. Like this love. just turns into the yeah. man of, the, the Pershing the book, show. The, the, the book Pershing of Pershing. Story. <laughs> yeah, the book of Pershing. Like, but I'm saying like, okay, so he's back. He's redeemed. Life is good. He got the, he's got his shoulder pats. Everything is cool again. It, like I'm, I'm just, I'm just throwing it. I'm, I'm not saying nothing's gonna happen. I'm just throwing it out there in the group. Like, what do you guys think is gonna happen? Well, Jordy, like, they, do... I think that based off of talks from our last episode about the the Bo-Katan Dinjarin uh, face off, I think that they set us up towards that more than they'd have in any other. And I, I, me and Phil were on saying that that's not gonna happen. But I think in this episode we saw them setting that up more than they. Have at any other you point. Gonna, you think they're going to fight? Still? I, I think they're going to. I don't think they're. Back back. I don't think they're going to fight. But it seems like, okay, she didn't tell Din about the Mythosaur, so that right. was that could create some sort of conflict. And I feel like Bo, while she kind of realized that she needed to, she needed this group of this uh, this group of Mandalorians. She's she'd be alone if she didn't have these groups. She kind of realized that, but this is not what she wants. She never kind of believed in this and. I don't know if she feels completely comfortable with kind of being it was kind of an asterisk put on her bathing in the in the living waters and you know she's she's now allowed to join the convert but I don't know if that's necessarily what she wants and so I think that there was there was some sort of tension that's built up between them at the end of the episode you see with Bo-Katan and Din and this whole group of Mandalorians yeah. so yeah there's there's basically like two or three things that we discussed in our previous podcast that were like directly almost referenced or mentioned at least. So before, so first I want to make sure Nick, I just want to make sure I got this right. So you basically saying that I'm actually have a genius mind of anticipating it. And I was right. Right. That's, I'm not saying you're right. I'm, but I'm, saying, I'm not saying you're, that you're right, but I'm saying that I'm genius. Well, and I no, knew you were coming, saying you were really... saying that you don't know where they're going, but the things that you were predicting, I feel like this episode led towards that more than anything else. Okay, so thanks for that. I, I, I watched that differently. I felt it made them stronger as a, a couple going not as a couple, but as a, a duo going. I think Vizsla is going to be the person who gets in there, or whatever conflict may come. I think her not telling him was one. I think like. The last episode, I'm saying she believes she's still fighting it, and I think if she says it out loud to someone else that she saw it, especially Din, um, that that's just more reaffirms that it's true, I guess. And she doesn't want to. I don't think she was ready to make that full step yet. She's like taking small steps towards it, but I also think it's also part of he already believes he doesn't need to know the Mythosaur is there. She's watching him do all this stuff, like kind of telling him, kind of spoils, I guess, like that having faith in something without seeing it. It's just like. We, when we talk about the Force and Obi-Wan Kenobi's teaching Luke, like, and Han Solo, like, scoffs at it. And he's like, I've seen some weird things, but there ain't no such thing as the Force or whatever. And you don't have to see it to believe it. So I think I just felt like that was kind of a piece of that there where she's just not going to tell him because he's already believing. He doesn't need to see it to know. And they did, not that they, they, I guess they knew what we were thinking because they did. Did you catch? They mentioned why he fell and not got grabbed, like they said the floor. So they already knew we were all going to be over. Like, how did this happen? What What was the other thing we discussed? Then Nick had an incredible input and impression of Grogu's first words. Speak. I don't know if you guys oh, caught it. Speak. But he tried to. Din and Bo they hit each other with a "This is the way." 
Bo said, this is the way. We panned the Grogu going, Macaroons. Then looking back. <laughs> Macaroons. Then looking back like a proud dad. He was trying to mumble the words, this is the way. And y'all gave me shit for even suggesting that. I don't think that. I said, I don't give you poop. I, no. You, you were like, I said, he's, going, he's going to say the whole the sentence. He's going to use all like vocabulary. I was against yeah, dad, dad. I don't think Buddy's saying dad, dad. Daddy did. Daddy did. <laughs> <laughs> no, dad, dad. <laughs> Macaroons. Oh, God. Macaroons. Um, my, my favorite part of the episode, let's, uh, at least I want to end on a positive roll? note. <laughs> that is always, always a great part. That was always having having yeah. the the artwork. Oh, yeah, it is really artwork. good. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite part was when Doctor Pershing wakes up after getting exposed and caught, and 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 he wakes up and all he hears, "Good morning, Doctor." That was my favorite part, and I immediately sent it to sent it to Nick, and I even sent in an audio message when I when I. <laughs> I was watching it live. I just get myself. We 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 have a doctor here in the basketball team, and I, every time in the morning, I walk into the training room. Good morning, doctor. And he doesn't know anything was going on. I'm getting looked at like I'm oh. special, but that's 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 my most positive takeaway of this episode. Besides the awesome star star uh, ship fights, the Batman uh, homage. I don't know. We talked about um, it last week. She's a. Oh, I forgot the name of it. The ship that Bo-Katan's in is the one used by Death Watch. Yes. I don't, know if we yes, about, I don't think we that. talked so about that, but yeah, that's a cool little yeah. Easter egg. I feel like, where yeah, where do you guys think that the the Tie Fighters came from? Well, the inter, they were interceptors, right? They're well, really and that's what I said. Interceptors, yeah. right? 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 You're right. You're right. Interceptors. Yeah, interceptors. But that's a, if if Moff escaped, then I would feel like that's his crew, and that's why I feel like they're kind of going with the, his home girl taking over Pershing's old. Mind flares that they're just—it's like a little piece of saying, "Hey, Moff is coming back for the saber. He's going to get the saber. He's going to defeat Mando, and then now Bo-Katan can take out him." And Princeton won, baby. Let's go. I'm sorry, guys. It's another underdog. Oh we need yeah, more I dog. dog in the background too. Sorry, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, no. So I think, yeah, I think Moff is going to come back for that saber, and then that Bo-Katan is going to take it away from him, and then she'll be the rightful leader of Mandalore by the end of the season. Called it, book it, bet on it, underdog it. <laughs> Nick, what are your thoughts? Mace Windu. Final, final uh, thinking ahead, prediction, thoughts. Well, I, I think that if, if, if Moff has this sort of infrastructure put into place where he's sending out those type of interceptors, then he's probably already broken out of whatever jail he was in. He's got, obviously got some insiders that are helping him out, and the Empire's not fully dead quite yet. So I think that... Oh, we know the dead think, speak. It will never be dead. Right. Right, so I think we've got some. I think Moff's definitely gonna make a a reemergence here soon. Now, I want to see forty five minutes of a Moff Gideon episode, Prison Break style, breaking out of a prison. Now, that's what I want to see: him escaping and then getting back to his powers instead of what we got last week. I think there's a chance you'll get that, Jordy. Well, bring it on! I am ready. Well, I'm ready for it. Nemo dogs. I don't think you're ready for this jelly. So again, that's The Convert, episode three of season three of The Mandalorian. Thanks to all the listeners. Check us out on Screens and Sizes, Twitter, Instagram. We don't have a Facebook yet, do we? We do, not have, we do not have a Facebook. We got a Twitter. We have an Instagram. So follow us on those socials. Don't forget to give us a review. I don't care if it's one star or five stars. Be honest. 
with us because we are always honest with you guys. Let us know what you thought. And Send us some questions. If you have any comments or questions, we can pull them up on the pod as well too. See what else y'all are thinking because we don't have all the answers. So maybe y'all know something that we don't. Exactly. We'd I love def- to hear from I you guys. Definitely, I definitely have all the answers though. Yeah. Okay. All right. Jordy, you're so smart. Thanks, man. S- <laughs> SMRT. No, thanks for listening, guys. We really appreciate you, and we'll see you next time. This is this is the way. Good morning, doctor.